Welcome to the eighth episode of season three, Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X. Yes, I applaud for myself. Yes, I do. Coming back once more on a Thursday evening with the illustrious guest, back from the road, Mr. Robert Brooks. What up? What up? And still... Back from Denver. I missed all the 420 festivities. I I flew out before all the festivities started. What a bummer. And you were right there in the hub. One of the hubs, the second right hub. There, right there, right in the middle of it all. Oof. You missed it. You missed it. And of course, from Detroit, yeah. Michigan. At the end of the Ramadan holiday, or actually not the end, still got 10 more days, Mr. Mubarak himself, Grant Lancaster. What up, though? How you living? How are you living? How are you? As good as you. Oh, absolutely, as good as me. Absolutely. You're gonna have to excuse today. I'm I'm going to uh, try to pick up the pace and the energy as the show goes along. But you know, I'm a little bit uh, slow mentally right now. But we're going to talk about. Feelings Nothing more than Feelings Feelings. Trying to for Yes, I'm gonna keep going Get yours Get you And your feelings. (laughs) Wow. Here we go. Yes, Mr. Mr. Gene Hopkins will not be joining us this evening. Because I guess he said, fuck your feelings. Fuck your feelings. I don't want to be involved in that. But we're going to talk about feelings today on Board in Trouble. How y'all feeling tonight? Uh, it feels dangerous to talk about how I'm feeling if we're going to go in on feelings right now. <laughs> keep, it, keep it to myself in the interest of self-preservation. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> keep it to yourself. You know that's a lesson of a that's a lesson of an older generation keeping your feelings to yourself because nobody keeps their feelings to themselves. Today, Grant, you texted that you had an interaction with someone expressing their feelings about uh, what was it? I need to know how that came into play that someone asked you about so, <laughs> no so i was uh this is one of my boys uh perry he comes in comes into the shop today at work and uh we start talking you know we it's my boy i've been knowing him 20 years so uh he has two boys two years old layla six so i started telling him about layla swimming yep. so we, he you know we started talking about her swimming or whatever and of course, that kind of morphs into, well, you know, her being a girl getting in the water. All you got to worry about now is the uh, gender dysphoria, you know, that someone may have when some dude decide that he want to swim against your six year old, six year old daughter. But now he's a woman. 
So hmm. that's that's how that interaction came around. Oh, in case you went to in case you wanted to um compete in the local Detroit Olympics or something like that. Right. You gotta worry yeah, about yeah, her getting yeah. her ass whooped by a by a guy with Yeah, because I mean, you know, it's all it's all fair game now. There there is no I don't I don't know that there's gonna be women's sports anymore. You know what I mean? Not truly anyway. You know, if we're if we're having a Men who haven't, who've had the butterfly, uh, had the penis butterfly, or I don't know if they had the penis butterfly or not. But if they have, then all of a sudden they're able to be women. Then, you know, women's athletics is probably uh, on the brink. But it's important to respect those people's feelings. Is basically uh, yeah. Uh, uh, listen, all respect do. You know, do you? I'm not mad at what you do. I'm just saying, you know, you, you you're not you're not a uh, you're not authentic. You're not authentic mm. in my eyes. You know, Rob. So he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. I mean, that's there are a couple of you know there are a couple of biological mountains, scientific biological mountains that you just can't cross. There's no surgery to get you across that yet. So I mean. You know, as, as much as we may desire to be or feel to be one way at a certain level, you are this, you know. But their feelings are, but it's like, you know, this conversation is like, if we have, if you have, if you bring this conversation out into a broader audience, I can just hear people that would be at home right now screaming at the top of their lungs that the characterizations are just completely and totally uh, wrong. And I'm not going to say wrong as a as far as, like, you know, factually, but it's wrong because those people feel as if they are women, so they feel they should compete, and they feel it's okay. And we should respect well, you know, their feelings you get, you more than... You get to feel lots of things. You get to feel lots of things, and sometimes the things you feel are wrong. You know, anybody who's ever, you know, trained for a sport knows that, you know, you're sitting there doing one thing and then they show you what you die and the sky shows you what you're actually doing. You're like, oh, yeah, that really wasn't what it felt like. Like, Sometimes sometimes your feelings is dead ass wrong. (laughs) And I'm saying even 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 if, you know, the powers that be decide that, you know, it's all right, then I I mean, all right, it's fine. This is not a I think people are very sensitive about uh, everything these days. You know, people don't want you to disagree with them. People like to people like people who think the way that they think, who agree with things that they agree with. And this is not about me necessarily disagreeing because I don't really give a fuck what you do. But you know, if you ask me about it, I'm 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 gonna tell you that you know you just not you're not authentic to me. But if they say that you can play. Or you can swim or whatever, whatever it is. You can use the ladies' bathroom or you can use the men's bathroom or whatever. Listen, have at it, man. Enjoy yourself. So you're saying that ultimately it's not a hill that you're willing to die on. It's not oh, something no, that's not really. Me. No. It's not so relevant. No. But, you know, here's the thing, though. And I can respect that and I can understand that because we have different ideas and different belief systems and everything. But society today is 
into the situation or into this place where not only do we have to agree, we have to agree verbally. You have to come out and you have to say that you agree with what this is, with the understanding, with their definition of it, with their definition. And this is everybody. If you don't agree with the definition, too, it's like you saying that you don't agree with it, but go ahead, rock on to whatever you're going to do and not actively being involved in changing anything about that. That's not good enough for a lot of people. They need your feelings to be different. And I think that this is where a lot of us have gone wrong or continue to go wrong as a society because there's no such thing as agreeing to disagree any longer. Can you agree with that? I do agree with that. But so this is the 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 thing that I've come to realize in my 51, almost 52 years on the planet. Everybody's perspective is different. And we're all like everything. So let's let's let me give you an example. So Islam, right? So I'm, I'm on Ramadan right now. So Islam is is my faith of choice, right? But I'm not so staunchly involved in Islam that I can't understand that there may be other perspectives that could be right. Mm. You understand? Like, so everything, everything that we know today, 85% of it is hearsay, Mm. right? We don't know because we weren't there. Right. So, so who am I to, who am I to tell someone Jesus's place in the Trinity? You understand? Who am I to tell someone how they feel it, that they, that the way that they feel is wrong? Who am I to tell someone that you know whatever whatever the issue is? Who am I to tell them that their feelings are not valid? Right? That's that's not what I'm saying. But just like you have a way that you think, I also have a way that I think. And if your way of thinking has to be all right then my way of thinking has to be all right. And we don't have to agree. Mm. To me, we don't have to agree. But if you want to force the issue and try to force me to agree with you, that's when we're going to have a problem. Just let me think what I think and you move on doing what you do. Because that's what I do. Right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't give a fuck what somebody got to say about Islam or the fire department or city wings or whatever the fuck how I raise my daughters. I, I, I mean, I don't care about what anybody else has to say about it. I do it the best way that I know how with the information that I have, the toolbox, the tools that are in my toolbox are what I, what I have to use, right? Everybody's toolbox is a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And that's like, that's what, what, what we gotta, you, like, you gotta let go. You can't, you can't think that you have to be, that your shit is just a one correct. You know what I mean? A hundred percent on point. That's just arrogant, thinking that shit. People are actually making decisions based upon that thought process, though, that it does have to be A1 correct. It does have to be one consensus, and it does have to be one way. Rob, do you think that there was a change, or do you think that there's any point in time where we could pinpoint when that change actually occurred in society where we I went mean, from? And the, the, you know, the, the, the contract with America, the 96 Republicans... You know, that that particular group of uh, individuals, that guy's name, Lee um, Atwater, uh, he was the Lee Atwater. Yeah. And his strategy um, to basically appeal to the most base of the base 
right. and started firing this machine up. Hey, once upon a time, politicians sort of sat down and they broke bread and they tried to figure out what was the what was the middle ground. And now everybody's locked into their ideology. And everybody's got a network. Everybody's got the network for them. They've got the news source just for them. So everybody's just really, you know, down in that tunnel. And all they can see is the stuff that they want to see. Yes. You know, and that's where some of this, you know, everybody has to agree. We don't have to agree. Like, I, it's impossible for everybody to agree. What's the old saying? If you, if you and another person agree on absolutely everything, then one of you isn't necessary. Mm. Right. That's a, yeah. that's a, that is so deep. Yeah, I never yeah, heard that no. before. I'd actually never so, heard that before, but it's true. You, you, you have to, you know, your people are meant to, to teach each other things and to, and to disagree a little bit to show other people, show you other perspectives. That's not the society that we live in today, though, and this is why I'm into feelings. One of the reasons why I wanted to do the show, and I know we've covered this pretty much before, because it's like it's such a it's such a prevalent thing that's still like so upsetting that it, to me personally that people can't allow themselves to think like this. I was looking online, and I I personally I feel like I can pinpoint online when we go to these different groups and we go to our our different cabals of people that are fighting you've got you know um transgenders on one side you've got um people who don't believe in abortions on another side you've got all these different all these different subcultures and groups that have popped up in america that need to be fed and they can only be felt fed with absolutism and i was looking at something online this week and it was i forget what it was exactly but the comment section was just people saying, yes, it's like, I think it was the Elon Musk thing. And people were saying, yes, like, you know, Elon's going to take over Twitter. And I just saw, like, all these people that were upset online. This is the commenter speaking. I saw all these liberals upset online about the fact that Elon Musk is going to take over Twitter. And I'm just so happy that they're unhappy, you know. And they were like, 2,000 comments, and the majority of the comments, like, I'll start reading threads like that just to see what the comments say, and the comments were pretty much a whole consensus of people just bolstering that same thought process, that it's not so much that they care about what's going to happen, they don't know, like, what type of... Um, change that's going to mean for Twitter or whether it's going to mean for social media whatsoever, and they don't care. The only thing that they can care about, the only thing that they care about is that they were imagining, they were imagining the fact that during, that this is going to cause consternation for people who are ideologically opposite of them, and that is what drove them to feel and take that position so it's like just because you don't like it because someone else doesn't like it you're making a decision to like it and everything what about you what about you what about is there anything that's going to make you happy and then it just it just dawned on me that these feelings and these emotions that people are going through that they go through where it's more important for other people to hate or be unhappy and uncomfortable because they are uncomfortable by things or with things in situations that it's more important for that to happen than for anything good to happen. 
And this is the world that we actually live in today. People don't care. We can talk issues, you know, you can talk issues on a show or or a million different things. And then what's it? But what really resonates with people is hatred of other people. And it used to be just hatred of black people. Now it's just hatred of all things and all these different groups, you know, and it's disturbing to me as a as a person. So I, I, I think the fault of some of this is a result of social media to me. Social media, uh, we all know the way that the engine, the way that the, the engine works is if you like something, then it will automatically feed to you more things that are similar to what you liked or what you looked at or whatever. If you linger on something on, on IG too long, it'll, it'll register that. And it'll start to send you more shit like that. So once as a young person, right, as a young person on social media, if all you see or primarily what you see are things that agree with you or things that you agree with and things that think the way that you think, things that talk the way that you talk and whatever, whatever, you know, pictures that you like and you know, images that you like and videos that you like and whatever, whatever, everything that you like, that you like, that you like. If that's what you see as a, as a young person, and I'm saying a young person being, you know, somewhere between still kind of formative ages, you know, like between like 10 and 20, right? If you're 10 and you're on social media, which I think most, most 10 year olds probably are on social media. um, If you're 10 and you're on social media, even with your click, right? Your click if they all play Roblox, let's say, right? And that's that's just kind of what y'all talk about. Your feed is going to be based on Roblox, you know, or if y'all play Madden or whatever, you know, whatever you do, y'all baseball players or basketball players or y'all in the chess club or whatever it is. If this is what y'all talk about and this is what your feed is, what your feed is showing you, it's always going to be about, it's always going to be something that's related to you. So the the ego that comes with it is that need to have everybody agree with you. You know what I mean? Like that that disagreement goes against my whole character because everything that I've seen since I've been 10 years old has agreed with me. So when you come through trying to disagree with me, I got a huge problem with that. Mm. Right? That's just kind of how how I how I look at it. I mean, I you know, in terms of years and that, I mean, you know, it's kind of hard to put together, but we're, we're, to me, we're regressing as a society, you know, as much as we have valuable information, social media could be an awesome thing if it's used correctly. But unfortunately, most of us use our smartphones for dumb shit. Mm. Right. So, you know, you, you, you know, garbage in garbage out. Mm. So this 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 is where we are as a society. Yeah, I, he's he's crushing it. <laughs> I mean, while I don't, the the only thing that I would say is that you know social media has allowed people who had niche opinions and whatever to think that those opinions are much wider spread, and allow some groups that maybe you know were fringe ish to seem more mainstream. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, the kooks, it's a, it's a holiday for the kooks. You know the dudes who used to be in the in the small corner way out in the in the middle of nowhere, 
you know they have found uh, they have found like brethren in the cities and they are mobilizing mm. yeah and that's and that's really the truth you know i was reading something today about the um insurrection another one of our favorite groups of people you know the insurrectionists you know the sdf the shaman ash chappers the ones that have uh, kept that whole business up and running, grown it, get your shaman ass chaps here. But um, I was looking at somewhere, I was looking at them online, and uh, see, you threw, me, you threw me off with the joke there. Because <laughs> it's still so funny. Every time you think about shaman, the shaman ass chaps, you can just think of a million people like walking in. And everything with their asses out saying, we're here, we're heterosexual, and we're showing our manliness with our ass chaps. You know, that's like, I would love to see that in a, in a skit. I would love to see, like, the shaman ass chap guy. But I was um, reading something about, about these guys online, and the whole point is... You, <laughs> The whole point is shaman ass chaps are hilarious. <laughs> that shit is funny, bro. That shit is funny to me. <laughs> the whole point is it's hilarious when you think about them wearing that. But um yeah, I lost my train of thought. I'm gonna have to circle back on that one. Cause it's just this is one of those things where it's like if we were in, when we we're all together, it's just it's hilarious to us every fucking time, every friggin' time. Yeah, yeah. you know. Wow. Oh, okay. Here's what I was looking at. I was looking at someone was talking about. They were talking about um what happened during the insurrection and how privately Mitch McConnell and um, I forget this other guy Kevin McCarthy how privately they were saying that Trump had went too far and they really wanted to get rid of him and that Mike McCarthy was saying privately that he was going to get Trump to resign the day after that, you know, because he said that this was just too far and America couldn't take it and everything. And then, you know, just a matter of hours later, those sentiments were completely and totally changed and moved backwards because... The truth of the matter is, is that those people that believe in these feelings, I call these are these are feelings voters. They're not voters that are voting for the best of the the best for their country, you know, because if they were really voting for the best of the country, they'd be able to tell you one piece of legislation that the Congress or that the people that they voted for have actually put through or put forward that's actually helped them benefited their life other than issues that have owned the libs, you know, and it's vice versa on the other side. It's vice versa on the other side. It's they want, if you're not um, doing things that are pushing back on these, um, these really conservative, and they're not conservatives, let me just say that, they're fringe. The fringe has basically taken over the party. And that was the bottom line of the story is that the fringe has taken over the party where even these people that have been traditional, you know, just normal conservatives, they no longer can speak up and speak about these things. They've got to only go with these fringe people and these fringe thought processes because it's based upon feelings. And that stifles legislation. That goes against the workings of a proper country. 
the United States of America. And I know Gene, like, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm hearing Gene right now, not at the show, saying, X, why do you give a damn about what's going on with this country and if this country falls and everything? And that's what I hear in the background. Well, I mean, you, you, you care about what happens to this country because you're leaving, you've got grandchildren, you're leaving them some, you, you know, you want to hope that they're, you want to hope that this thing will hold together long enough that they can get through it. Like, yeah. You don't want to have, you don't want them to have to, to live through revolutionary times, you know, like hiding in a dungeon and, you know, eating cans of beans and stuff. Like you want them to have a halfway decent life. And so you, you keep hoping against hope that, you know, somehow there's a way to, to fix this thing without blowing it up. Although, you know, deep down inside, like there's no other way, but blowing it up to make it, to make it better. Yeah. I think it's, I think it has to be blown up. I think it's like the writing is on the wall. It's inevitable. What's going to happen in another two years. Um, it's either going to be the old guy or it's going to be a new old guy that comes in. And like, you know, I was talking, I was talking with someone on a, on another app last week and he was saying, well, you know, well, Biden is like that Joe Biden is like, um, senile. And I'm like, yeah, but so is Trump. It's like, you know, whenever people start having these, these Biden versus Trump conversations and they want to get you engaged, I'm like, why do I want to speak about my great-grandpa, my great-grandpa over here and my great-grandpa over there? You know what I'm saying? Which one of my grandpas am I going to, like, really, like, back and everything? Where are the young, innovative thought processes? Where are all, the, all of the great minds and everything? And it's because they're in their feelings. We're actually arguing about crotchety old men who were dug in their positions and we're taking like versions of these crotchety old men and we're making like something out of it. It's this is the political fight. We have all these artificial systems now that make you think that the argument is so much bigger and the the stakes are so much higher because everybody's got their network now that they're tuned into and they're, you know. You got C-SPAN, you got senators sitting on there, sitting in the middle of the house, staring into the camera, making speeches, knowing they ain't a damn soul in the house. But they're speaking to their their constituents back home. They're firing up the base. Uh, You just... They're getting paid. Yeah. They're getting paid. Absolutely. And people are supposed, they're supposed to be working for you. And people forget about that. And they just make excuses. They just say, oh, well, politicians, they're all no good. So basically by saying that politicians are all no good, you just basically you absolve them of any responsibility of doing the actual job. They're absolved. They don't have to do anything other than show up during the daytime and keep giving those bullshit speeches that keeps keep you sending them the money. And no one's going to no one really benefits from it. You know, Orlando put up something today. He was like, you know, um that medical did you know that medical debt is no longer going to be allowed to be yeah, 70% of medical debt is going to be like kicked out of your credit reports that's something that people have wanted for generations now and nobody talks about that and nobody's going to that's huge it's a huge mm-hmm. thing but they're going to talk about eating babies eating babies like what the fuck? Like seriously? Look, you, I think there's a there's a concerted effort to make sure that people don't think freely. Pe- they want people to think in in 
a can, you know what I mean? Like in a box, like you, you think these thoughts don't think about this other shit. We, we got that. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, the, uh, black Bush, don't worry about that shit. I got that, <laughs> you know, red rocks, motherfucker. We, we go on to Mars. You know what I mean? Like they, they want you to, it's, it's certain things that they want you to think about. And by taking books, you know, removing books from libraries, by uh, every every news station being owned by the same same people, every radio station being owned by the same people, you're getting the same messages constantly, you know. And and if if you're getting bombarded by the same messages, eventually you're gonna fall in line. It's it's the Puff Daddy way of marketing music. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he sold us Total as a singing group who couldn't sing for shit. I love Total. Don't 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 get it bent. But Total couldn't sing, and he sold us Total because he kept putting Total in front of us. And mm-hmm. eventually, you know, we was like, "Hey, <laughs> you, you know what I mean?" I like that. Yeah, kept bringing a fat, putting a fatter beat behind it, diminishing the vocals, putting a fat beat behind it. That's another thing I said this week, you know, because a producer told me once he was like, "Listen, I could take I could take a bunch of dogs barking and everything, and I can make them go multi platinum, like over and over and over again, just by using marketing techniques, you know. And yep. if you don't have the ability to, if you don't have the ability, and you don't have the interest in even learning and everything, how to um, how to think for yourself, think critically." And everything critical thought is not something that's being taught in schools. It's not something that's being taught on the internet, you know. And anytime you disagree with something, you've got people like jumping in and saying like other stuff, like that whole Elon Musk thing. I was in a conversation with the guy online. I wasn't even in a conversation. They talked about Elon Musk taking over, and I just like I said, listen, it's just really odd to me to see people rooting for Biff. You know, it's just really odd. You know, Biff is the guy that was like, you know, when you were when you were a kid and, you know, we come from a working class town and everything. We had a number of our town had a number of good looking women in it, you know, all races. You know, I give y'all give them give give them their credit. You know what I'm saying? Because we repped our town. You know what I'm saying? I rep my town, you know, whatever. And we go to these other towns and you get Biff. And like, you know, and his boys and everything with their sweaters and stuff like that. And, you know, they try to either downgrade or they try to talk to your women and stuff like that. And the the stuff that they use is just basically it's like the basic money play, like, you know, terrible personality, low, just low energy, low vibe types of personalities. And these are the people that people root for. They don't root for people that are. Like, you know, that are actually, like, making a... That actually have some substance to them. Now, Biff is the guy that you, like, want to root for. And this guy, like, comes back and says... He he said, that, he said like, tell me you're unsuccessful without saying that you're, like, that you're unsuccessful in everything. And I was like, wow. I'm like, really? I'm like, that's what you take from that? <laughs> First of all, it's like, you know, in order to... I'm bang. I the chicks that he banged. I I you know they came willingly. 
You know what I'm saying? I ain't had to, like, give up the money or any of that other stuff. We always had fun. We always had groups of people that we hung out with because we were actually interesting, fun people. It didn't require, like, you know... It's like, so basically what they're doing is, like, they, they're, like, this whole society believes that money is, makes people more interesting? Does money it's, make it's you more equalizer. interesting? It's the great equalizer. You know what I mean? So, so you've been a herb your whole life, and then all of a sudden you get some money, you know, like, you, you and Rob was, like, cool kids, you know what I mean? But a herb that now he got money, all of a sudden, the women that you used to get organically now he can buy those women no he can't buy those women he can't buy no he couldn't get into it he can now buy his way into yeah he can buy his way into but he can't yeah he can't buy those women per se you know he can buy other women he can buy he can buy something similar right something similar he he, he can eat off a higher shelf than he's normally accustomed to right exactly yeah i mean like that's you know no, go ahead. It, no, it 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 just kind of it just kind of brings every it kind of brings everybody kind of to a to a com- common ground. You know what I mean? But is it? If, I still don't want to hang out with Biff. Money to spend. Like you know, like I right, I get it. Like you know, I like you know, like you guys are you're doing okay. You do well financially and everything. And I have associates and friends that you know do a lot better. And everything that are really, really well off and well to do and everything. And I hang out with those guys because, like, you know, they're actually cool people. And I know other guys that are biffs that I consider a biff and everything. And I don't care how many drinks you're buying or whatever and everything. I'm not spending any time with you. You're just a biff. You're a cornball. You know, Elon's got, you know, he's on the spectrum, clearly. Uh, I forget what the, the the name of his of his he's actually has a name disorder, but you know he's on the spectrum. So he doesn't he doesn't relate to people uh, quite the same as everybody else. But my real question is, why does anybody give a fuck who buys that unprofitable fucking piece of shit called Twitter? Mm. Like, why is everybody so concerned with who owns Twitter? Yo, if you don't like it, if he picks it up tomorrow and he and you don't like it, just stop using it. Well, here's the thing about Twitter. Let the, let the market speak. Here's the thing about Twitter. Um, it, they kicked Trump off of it. So the feeling is that if Elon buys Twitter, the first thing he's going to do is he's going to reinstate Trump back on Twitter. Which, like you said, doesn't really make much of a difference. To me, it doesn't. I don't really care if he's back on Twitter, if he's not on Twitter. Oh, I never paid Eric. attention to the shit. I never paid attention to the shit before, but what it does kind of like put out to me and puts a spotlight out on me is all of these failed platforms that they've tried to create ever since Trump got kicked off of Twitter. What is that? That SoCal thing? And they had all these different like right wing platforms that they tried to put out there and each one of them have failed one after the other after the other. And everything, and the truth of the matter, it's because the truth of the matter is, Biffs are not interesting people. They're boring. Nobody wants to be on a platform where you're talking about the same things over and over again. Nobody wants to agree. It's like you. It's sort of like what you said, Rob. If everybody, if we both agree on everything, then one of us is redundant. So what these platforms have shown is they've shown the redundancy 
what happens once you get rid of these things. And to me, it's like a micro, it's a microcosm of like a greater, a greater message there for our society as a whole that people just aren't picking up on completely, you know, because if that's boring, when you just have those people and you've got to go back to these other platforms in order to just like have a full spectrum of life and understanding, you know, why do you think that having just one group or one or these one groups are going to benefit that your quality of life? It's only going to benefit the people that are at the top, the top Biff, Biff number one, Biff number two, maybe the first hundred Biffs. Okay, and then everybody else is going to be just basically taking it up the ass, which some people might actually enjoy. Mm. But <laughs> knew that was <laughs> coming. Now that yeah. there's anything, I saw. You saw that one coming. Well, it all comes yeah. in with the shaman ass chaps. That's the reason why it's the availability <laughs> that comes in there. Right. You know, but it's but it's true. It's like I don't understand why people don't understand that variety is the spice of life. You can't, you know, if you put too much salt in your pizza and everything, your pizza's not any good. And I say that because I had some pizza that was terrible like that. It was like they put nothing but salt in it just the other day. It was just, like, disgusting. But are um, you going for pizza that they do something like that? I don't want to I don't want to knock down the, the pizza place whatsoever. They're usually pretty good, so I'll give them one more chance. But I promise you, if I go back there next week What's and I get another on? piece of pizza like that, I will be blowing them up because that's what I do. What street is it on? It's actually, in, um, it's actually on Carlton Avenue. That's the best that I will say. That's the that's oh, okay. all I will give. That's all I will give up. But it's um, normally very good. But it was like terrible, 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 terrible. But um, it's like the spice. The spice of people don't understand like how balance works. This is how balance works. You know. So you're all up in your feelings. You only want one thing to happen. Only want certain things to go around and everything. You're rooting for all these biffs. And everything, and none of these biffs are really doing any, or are going to do anything for you. They're not doing anything. Nobody's getting any legislation. And whenever something good happens, you don't acknowledge it, you know, on either side, because you can't acknowledge it, because it's counter to what the understanding is. If you give props to one side or one thing that doesn't agree with everything that you do, then you're a traitor. So feelings are killing people. It's killing people. Feelings nearly killed the guy that was talking to Mike Tyson on the plane the other day. <laughs> right. Like, yeah, that shit had to be scary as fuck. It wasn't too scary. Motherfucker was running his mouth. He was. He's running his mouth. He's gonna have a lawsuit. Yeah, he, like America. Expect the reaction though. <sighs> he didn't expect it. God. You know, that's because clearly he had something that was inhibiting his uh, his sensor. Oh, yeah. He should have known that an ass whooping was, was close, <laughs> close man. <laughs> he knew that he was earning that shit. Holy crap. He should have. What was that? What is that thought process like? But this is what these dudes do. It's like I've had people like, you know, I've had like people come up to me and say stupid stuff like that. Like, yeah, if you hit me, I'm going to sue you and everything. And I'm well, like, call, like. I feel really bad for him because, I mean, people do this shit all the time to Mike Tyson. There was a thing at a oh, comedy yeah. club like yeah. a month ago. Some dude, like, pulled out a gun and shit. Right. 
Oh yeah, I saw like, that. Mike had to Mike had to disarm him and stuff. Like people always, you know, like they're watching footage from 20 years ago and thinking that's that same dude. Like leave him alone. Right. He ain't that guy no more. Right. But they just they just want to. They just need to. People just need to like poke the bear today. That just doesn't make any sense to me. Wow. Um, the, the the bear woke up kind of angry and, <laughs> and put some lumps on that dude's. He gave him at least a six piece. Yeah, you know. Because I mean, I, a few years ago when he fought, uh, who did he fight? Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. When he fought Roy Jones, I was just looking at the power in that dude's swing, man. And I was like, Jesus Christ, this motherfucker is ridiculous with it, crap. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, you he liable to decapitate you if you know what I mean, like. Years later, Roy Jones Jr. came yeah. out and said that Mike Tyson is the strongest puncher he ever faced. Yeah. And this is Mike yeah. Tyson at 47, like, 48. Right. You know, like, what the fuck? But this is what this is. This is the society that we live in. These stupid ass people. That's a biff. That guy was a biff. He was biffing on the plane. Okay, he gets up there, he's whispering sweet nothings into his ear. You know, the thing is, like, Mike Tyson had been gracious to him. He asked him for a selfie, he took a selfie with the dude. He's on a plane, he's coming back from 420 and everything. Leave dude alone. Why are you continually... Yep, 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 yep. His boy is over there on the side taking the picture like, <laughs> he's messing with Mike right. Tyson. <laughs> it's so <Right>. funny. <laughs> Tyson. <laughs> and then afterwards, when you see the clip of the dude, when he's like, yo, look at him. Look at me. He was like, take a look at it. He's like, yeah. He, he got beat up. And then the guy goes like this. The commentary of his friend is, he just asked him for an autograph. I don't know what happened. <laughs> you dumb fuck yeah, What do you mean That tiger went tiger bro We just sat there and watched <laughs> Believe it We just sat there right. and watched you Harass this man for like five minutes Right And then you're gonna go back and you're gonna say He didn't do anything Wasn't his fault This guy's just he's just out of control He's out of control. <laughs> Mike Tyson. That's the, the old Eddie Murphy shit, you know. Right. That's why he stopped going to clubs. Everybody tried to sue him. It was a weird light. It created a weird effect. And <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like what the fuck? Like yo, thousand dollars. They should just you know they should they should just be laws against. I don't think that any celebrity. That goes out and gets harassed like that in public. I don't think that any celebrity should get sued for that. I really don't. I don't think that there should be any. I don't think that any court or any judge should pay that shit out. Like Grant, like you have our experience, and Rob, you you work in Major League Baseball. You're around baseball players, but a lot of people yeah. don't know what they always look like. They don't always know what they look like. But you know, we all three of us have had those have had those interactions with people where fans, where we're around different people and fans just go too far. They're, oh, absolutely. They're too much and everything. One of our boys used to always say, he said, you sit there and sign autographs for an hour and, you know, you sign 100 autographs with the 101st person and they say you're an asshole. 
You know, he said the kid, their folks would be like, what about my kid? Like, what about my kid? My kid's sitting at home waiting for me. I haven't seen him since one o'clock this afternoon. Right. Like you're worried about your kid. How about mine? Right. Feelings. Nothing more than feelings. feelings. Everybody's so caught up in their goddamn feelings, man. Yo, at a certain point, you have to, at a certain point, you've got to recognize that this shit does not work. No society and no group works together unless there's some type of empathy that goes around. And everyone is so against empathizing with other people's situations. And, you know, they're just people. These are just people. Kyrie Irving walks out in Boston. He gets fined $50,000 for telling fans to suck his dick and throwing a middle finger up, you know, because they're just like, they're just too much. They're all over it. You know, these people, they say bad things about what they'll do to your family, what they'll do to your wife, you know, stuff like that. And it's okay. But if you were to walk, if I were to walk into a store and I would just w- to walk up to any other any biff that I see in the street, I'd say, oh, you know, you're a little piece of shit, and I'll just like, you know, you're just a little piece of shit, and you know, your penis is only three inches long, and everything. I'm gonna go over to your house and I'm gonna bang your wife and I'm gonna give her the banging of a give her the bang of a lifetime, which you haven't been giving her for years, and everything. That motherfucker gonna get upset. He may go get his gun. He may get super duper tight. His wife may slip me a phone number, but that's not the point. You know this because this was the dialogue from Saturday night's event. No, no, but, but I'm saying though, like, you know, like people need to just like take a, how would you behave yourself? That used to be the rule of thumb. You know what I'm saying? Treat people the way that you want to be treated. That guy would not have wanted to be Mike Tyson at that point in time. He wouldn't have. So now he's going to go and he's going to sue Mike Tyson. And that's the thing. It's what you said last week. Everybody's looking for a fucking payday. Or when a couple weeks ago, whenever, whenever you said it. Everybody's looking for a payday. Payday. Mike Tyson... Unfortunately for Mike Tyson, his reputation has made him a target. I'm not going to say he's an easy target, but he's a frequent target for sure. And it shouldn't be that way. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. At some point, somebody should. Mike Tyson, what Mike Tyson needs is he needs to travel with a couple of nondiscreet, hard-hitting uh, pipe wielding people, you know what I mean. Yes. So that he don't have to, he don't have to get yes. his hands dirty. He yes. can, you know, and and if if he's hiring, you know, if, if he's considering hiring for that position, you know, I'm, yes. I'm, you know, I'm out here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out here. So yeah, you know, I, I travel with Mike Tyson. I, I mean, hell, fuck, I might take an L, but who knows? Yeah, I'll um, find him later. I, I travel with Mike Tyson and do that. Yep, just pop, 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 yeah. and everything. Yeah. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? You just just send the just send the parcel later, Mike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. We'll take care of it. Send the parcel later and we'll handle that. That's what everybody needs. That's the way it used to be though. That was like, you know, that was that's one of the things that's wrong in the world. You can't have those on that was the whole point of having an entourage. And entourage, right. You know, and hip hop was for crews. You know, because 
back in the day because if something jumped off, you know what I'm saying, the artist can't like really get at you. You know, right. I, you need buffers. You need buffers. You know, I went I went places. This dude dudes was like, "Yo, we gonna fuck you up. We gonna fuck you up." Like, you know, I remember we were at some place in Connecticut. Dude was like, "Yo." You know, Blase Blase is like, you know, we want to go out and we want to do this and that and this. We're going to fight, you know, when we get out of here, we're going to be shooting and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, you guys want to you guys want to, want to um, rumble? I said, yeah, we can do this shit for charity. You know, give me a call. We'll do some shit. We'll set it up. We'll, do, we'll go for crap and charity. You know, back then, you don't want to, like, you know, it's like Gene said, you know what I'm saying? He was a hands man, X. They don't know. You know what I'm saying? I will I'd go toe-to-toe with pretty much anybody. You know what I'm saying? And that would have been it. But now, these dudes, like, that's not, there's no, there's no fucking, like, I don't know what that guy was thinking. That doesn't make you fucking brave. It doesn't make you fucking proud. It doesn't, like, it doesn't, what, what is that? That, what is that Biff shit? That's Biff shit right there. You know what I'm saying? You're not proving anything. Right. Exactly. It's, it's, it's privilege. You know what I mean? It's privilege in a way. You know what I'm saying? He, he just felt like he could do it. You know what I mean? And, my, and I don't know if he felt like Mike should just continue to take it or if he was actually looking for the lawsuit. I mean, but somebody was filming it, so I would lean toward the lawsuit piece. He was looking for the lawsuit. You know, if I just kind of heard, if right, if I just kind of heard that Mike Tyson pieced somebody up and the video came on in the middle of Tyson piecing somebody up, then I would tend to think that, you know, it was it was more organic, but it, with footage of everything before, you know. That bitch nigga should get nothing. He should get nothing. I agree. I agree. Nothing. And I don't think he will. I mean, you can sue for anything, but he'll lose, and then Tyson can counter sue for the fees and stuff because it's frivolous. I don't know if you know. You gotta, you gotta keep the money going into the system, so. Right. But if you wanna if you wanna stop that shit, what you ought to do is be able to sue the attorney that brought that shit to fucking like the, the attorney that brings that case to court, mm-hmm. he ought to have to pay something too. Mm-hmm. And then you you can stop some of these frivolous lawsuits. I think that would be helpful. But I don't think we're gonna stop Biff. You know, people are voting. People are lining up to vote for Biff again. You know, well, you, so you stop Biff's one at a time, and that Biff, Mike Tyson stopped that one. I don't think you got to worry about him Biffing anymore. I'm not so sure about that. These dudes is hard headed. So many, I, I'm not so. I, you Mike, know, what? Mike, Mike is a pretty cool dude. Like Mike understands the, even even when you even when you got the money, you can lawyer up. You still sweat it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, he ain't trying to he ain't trying to he ain't trying to give control of his life back to them fuckers ever again. So he's probably mm-hmm. pretty twisted about this. So, you know, this is the slip up. It ain't happening again. Mm. Mike, call me, dog. Call me, Mike. <laughs> you got your back. We got experience in dealing with biffs. We <laughs> we can't even tell you most of the stuff. That shit is off show. It's not like shaman ass chaps where we can talk about that all day. You know, the piff stuff we can't even talk about. 
And like you know, like I said, this is a slow. This is a slow. This is a slow, 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 slow week and day and everything. So, the only thing we're gonna talk about now, we're gonna talk about feelings in relations to relationships. And I just want to know, Grant, like you know, back in the day, you used to love you some Jada when she was on a different world. You still loving Jada? Mm-hmm. Jada's still fine, man. I mean, well, I mean, she kind of on, on the Iron Man side of the game with the surgery or what I perceive to be surgery. I don't know if she had it or not, but Jada's still fine, man. Like, yeah. I mean, hey, what can I say? So, we'll cut it loose. You're going to make a play and have your conversation, uh, no. have, your, no. have your relationship no. on the red table? Because, like, no. you know. Jada, Jada is a... Uh, so my perception of Jada is that she is uh I don't want to say toxic but she has she has a diff- she has a selfishness to her that I just can't really fade you know what I mean like selfish people just kind of they rub me the wrong way mm-hmm. you know and maybe they rub me the wrong way because I'm selfish a little bit myself mm. but uh you know if you throw the right name out there I don't give a fuck how selfish she is. I I shoot the shot, you know. May Muna Yusuf, you know, if we if we gonna throw a name out there, Jill Scott, if we gonna throw a name out there, um, you know, I'm just saying. <laughs> He's just saying, just saying. Yeah, you know, I'm just, just, throwing saying. It, just throwing it out there, just in case, just in case Jill is listening. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah okay. Well, you know, I said May Muna first though. Okay, you know, okay, but, okay. Well, Fresh is out there, you know. I'll let you frog. Um, you that, that's good to know. That's that's good to know. Yeah. So you but you're not messing but with. No, I'm, I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not really. I'm not feeling Jada. Um, I'm a. I'm a. And probably because I'm a Will Smith fan, like I just don't like the way it looks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Not knowing the inner workings of what their what their relationship is and how it's going. I mean, just knowing the things that you hear in the media. I don't like the way that it looks from my vantage point. You know, for her to for her to drag Will through the proverbial mud and uh, put him in these or put him in these situations that uh, people feel the way that they feel about. Him. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I don't think Will has done anything to deserve that. Mm. And you know, if if you weren't if you weren't happy with the brother, then then you know, let him go. You know, I mean, it's, it's that simple to me. If you ain't happy, let him go. Right. But for you to get on TV and then red table talks and then, you know, you talking this, that and the third, just kind of reckless with it. You know, I, I, I can't I can't fade that. You feeling that, Rob? Or? Uh, like, you know, there's, there's a little patriarchy in there, but that's all right. You know, it's baked into the cake here in America. Um, you know. They both admitted that Will's done his share of shit too. If he didn't like her, he could have just bounced too. Like if there's some pussy one more, he could have bounced too. Like so they, you know, they've done it to each other. Mm. You know, whatever this thing is, they've done it to each other. Like I just think that she, you know, she brings a little hood. Like she's just she hadn't really realized it. Like oh, it's okay, you can let go. We got it. You from Baltimore? You're from the streets in Baltimore. We get it. I, I, I. Like you ain't there no more. Right. You know. And right. you start to grow up and mature a little bit. Like, yo, it's not immature to be like, okay, that street shit that I used to do, that was stupid. Like, yeah. you know, that's actually a smart thing. But she don't seem like she's that type of chick to evolve. 
She was that she's clap. Still cute as shit though. Still cute. Yeah. Still cute as shit though. You know, she ain't. You know, she ain't top of the list, but you know, definitely ain't running her off. Mm. Well, I mean, Jane has always been like she's like to me. It's like the little pixie thing and everything. So it's like I think she's cute and everything. But once again, it's like one of those situations where who who is it that we were talking about? Oh, like the cast of Friends and everything. She's like a cast of Friends like type of deal. I'm not really like going through jumping through any hoops, but we'll love her. He love her, you know. And that's his that's yeah, his yeah. woman. That's his woman. He's in his feelings, and I just and don't. Good for him. Yeah, good for him. But I don't. I don't like the. I don't like the optics of dragging the man once more through the mud. It's like to me, that's like a red table talk conversation that probably should never happen. And everything. If you really fucking give a fuck about your husband. I don't see where you have that, where there's any space to even have that conversation. And the fact that they're going to make this conversation, they're going to have this conversation, I don't like it. You know, but then again, that's not my wife. Right. You know? Yeah, that's, that's the bottom line. You yeah. know, and, and they, you know, they got enough money that if Will really don't like it, you know, he can leave her one of the houses and he can go stay in one of the other ones and everybody will be fine. Mm. They don't even have to get divorced. They can do it Hollywood style. Mm. Just stay married and live in separate houses. Right. That way they don't have to see the mess that they're making at night. Mm. That's right. You know, another rumor was now, you know what? I'm going to leave those rumors alone because, you know, we're not trying to get into the celebrity crap every week. We're not. And guess what? Time is. Chicken up. butt. Chicken butt. Chicken butt. Shaman ass chaps and chicken butt. <laughs> Every week, you Man, know, love some, love some shaman ass chaps. Love me some shaman ass chaps, bro. <laughs> From Detroit, I I just got to remember at Christmas time. Yes, we need to give them out to everyone Christmas time. I'm gonna actually like I'm gonna design them and I'm gonna make a store, and we're gonna make we're gonna sell shaman ass chaps, and I want to see if anybody buys them. Because I, well, I mean, think you know, the, the public's starting to move on from the shaman ass chaps guy. You know, they've forgotten all gotta, about gotta, him. Gotta, yeah, they, they, of course they've forgotten all about him. There's there are new there are new leaders coming up through the ground. I think that's wrong can't though. Stop this movement. You know what? I think what 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 killed him is that what killed him is that when he took off the 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 Daniel Boone fur coonskin cap and everything. And they showed his like bald head. It was like, oh, he's just like us. It's just like us. It's balding. He the the the, the coonskin kept him youthful and everything. <laughs> and that's why we need. That's why you know he needs the ass chaps because like there's nothing that says more youthful than ass chaps, especially during Gay Pride Week here in New York. So I'm just, I'm just still slightly disturbed that you've used the word coonskin like five times. In, <laughs> is it triggering? Is it triggering? It's triggering. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say yeah, that this is something totally different. Just a few years ago. I'm going to say that this has not been one of our higher vibrational shows, but it has been a show. <laughs> 
This is people. This is what for all you podcasters out there. This is what you call pushing it through, pushing it through, <laughs> slogging it through, dragging it out, because we are born in trouble, and we are done with our eight episode from Detroit, Michigan, Mr. Ramadan Mubarak, Grant Lancaster himself, home of City Wings, two eight nine six West Grand Boulevard. Come down and get you some, baby. Come down and Break get you some. Some wings. That's yes, right. Sir, please believe it. Mr. Grant Lancaster. And from parts unknown in New Jersey, home of cheesesteaks and. Not on my diet. Just lots of numerous questionable things. The Sopranos. Oh, they're fictional. Mr. Robert Brooks. They were North Jersey. We're more concerned in North Jersey than they're fictional. Oh, okay. That's right. You're more down there with yeah. the you're down there with the Barnegat crowd, the you know, the Jersey Shore type of crowd. The much like you like Snooky and those people. They're much like they're a they're a much better class of people and everything. Pass out drunks. Much better class of people, but hey bro. You know, been there, done that. You know. Mr. Robert Brooks. Yeah, yes, folks. Blackout occasionally. Yes, Venona blackout. So, like I said, we we basically we we got the show through. We got it done. We got it done, and nobody was hurt. Unlike unlike people on Mike Tyson's plane last week, you know, like uh, people who are identifying with Elon Biff Musk. Unlike, um, you know, Congress or hey any, man, the American dream. We could all become that. We could all be Elon Musk. We're just one idea away from being Elon Musk. That's yes. why we vote against taxes for the rich. Yeah. Because, you know, when we get rich, we're not going to want to pay that tax as that, if we're ever going to be rich. That makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And rich being not two million, not three million, 20, 30, 40. That's rich. Yeah, and, where you where you can't help but your where your money can't help but make more money. Yes, that's rich. You know, if, you, if your money sits for more than five minutes, it's going to make more money. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And we're not hating. We're not hating on that concept. We're just hating on the concept of selfishness. Because well, you know, a couple of years ago, the business of America became making money. We stopped making things. Right, and all the all the companies that made things started making money, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is where it started to be a wrap. Yes, and that's a conversation that we always need to have on a bigger level, but nobody's prepared to have that conversation, and we're not going to have that conversation amongst ourselves because then we're just wasting time, and we all know that we don't care that much. We don't. We don't. True. Point in Trouble, 8th episode. See y'all next week. Peace. Peace.